0: And welcome back to Western Hall here in Macomb, Illinois at Western Illinois University at the Leroy A. Ufkiss Court alongside Caden Rogers. I'm here, Casey Grant. We are back here tonight for our, I believe this is the sixth game that the radio station has covered here on this tournament. And uh, this is going to be a big one, folks, a good one. I'm pretty excited to call this. And uh, Caden, you picked a good one to join us on, man. I know.
1: I I, sk- I had to do the board op for the Mammoth roseville morning game, and that one was... You know, thirty point plus, <laughs> but so not, not too interesting. And then the middle one, Abingdon Avon, kind of struggled against uh, Pittsfield, so I, I picked the, the prime time home team matchup to go to. Not, not my choice. Sure, sure, sure. Pure sure. luck. Pure
0: yeah, luck. yeah, pure luck. Well, I think it's going to be a good one, folks. Again, we have the Macomb Bombers. They come in at eleven and three in the season before this tournament, and they're faced in the thirteen and zero. Southeastern Suns here. Third course of the Southeastern Suns. A big story of this tournament and of the Midwest basketball right now is Danny Stevens. He's a six-eight senior starter for Southeastern. He's a uh, preferred walk-on signee at uh, Mizzou. And uh, he's looking to play some big-time ball after high school. And so everybody wants a chance to see him. Everybody wants a chance to get to play him, I think. At uh, least competitive guys want wow. a chance to play him anyhow. <laughs> and uh, it's been fun so far now. Abbott and A-Town, we covered them yesterday. They actually uh, lost to Southeastern in the first round yesterday. And A-Town, despite having no wins, and they, they lost again today and got uh, booted from the tournament with that second loss, We uh, they are actually uh, held uh, Danny Stevens to 17 points is all, all right. Um, they did a nice, had a nice show and a good outing there. Uh, from a defensive point for A-Town yesterday.
1: Yeah, I don't think Danny Stevens is going to be held to 17 points all season. Yeah. Now, that was an, a fantastic performance yeah. from the
0: Tornadoes' defense. He is going to be tough to keep down, that's for sure, to, to regardless of who he plays and all that kind of stuff. So, now, we I will say yesterday we did a Macomb game. Uh, they, of course, defeated Pittsfield, who knocked off A-Town earlier today. Starts to get a little little conjumbled there, right, right. Uh, but McComb looked really good defensively against Pittsfield yesterday, held them only to five points at halftime, if I recall correctly, or six points maybe at halftime, and uh, they just look good defensively, and they're going to need more of that tonight against Southeastern in order to be uh, in, in a spot to try and win this game.
1: Yeah, that is that is mostly their identity under head coach Jeremy Ador, or Jeremy Anderson. Yeah, I almost that Ados, and I've been so accustomed to <laughs> so Jeremy Ados. To, the, Adelson. to yeah. the
0: Monmouth-Roseville guys, yeah. Sure, sure, but
1: yeah, that's their identity under Anderson. Yep. That is, yep. They're going to lock you down. If they if they're not able to get to 50 points, they're going to sure try to hold you under 40. That's that's just how they're going to play basketball.
0: Yeah, Jeremy of course runs a good tight ship here in Macomb, and uh, he'll be looking to put that defensive effort on showcase tonight against Danny Stevens. So we're gonna what we're gonna do. We got about 12 minutes till game time here, and uh, what we're gonna do is take a quick break, or a 30 second break here. We'll come back with our pre-game coaches' interview with head coach Jeremy Anderson. Sean Temple was able to catch him here before this game. Uh, so let's take a quick break. This is the Kellogg Printing pregame show. Here Kellogg Printing Company has been on the public square mama since 1924. It's a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. And this game is powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. We'll be right back in this Vic Roy's Furniture, Birth furniture Booth In just a moment, we'll be back with uh, the coach's interview. You'll be listening to Bomber Basketball tonight on WRAM 1330, 94.1 FM.
2: Welcome back to the AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRM pregame show. Joining on the pregame show, i got head coach of the Macomb Bombers. i got Mr. Jeremy Anderson with me. How
3: you doing, Coach? Uh, another fun night uh, at uh, Western Hall, man. Yeah, we're doing well. I, I feel like the park kids can't get excited for this, but they're probably in the wrong sport. It should be a fun atmosphere against a really good team. And they should be really excited. I think. I think everybody will have have a good time at this one. I'm talking to you during the game before you with Camp Point Central and West Hancock. Great
2: crowd here. I had to circle the parking lot a couple of times just to find a spot out there. Uh, and of course, it's going to be even better for your ball game uh, coming up here in about a half hour, 45 minutes. Just been a great atmosphere
3: for basketball this week. Good to get back to kind of normal again. The first game of the session, Rock Ridge and Lina Bluff was a really good game too. Came right. That was an overtime game. And These two teams here playing are both tough. You know. We'll We'll play both of these teams later in the season. We're going to have our hands full, I can tell by watching. I think the atmosphere will be great. I think it's going to be fun. It'll be great for our guys to get out there and enjoy that intensity that comes with that. You know, because hopefully down the road playing in a regional championship game, it's going to be a similar type situation. The more we can put them in that, the better. I was so impressed with your ball club's defense last night
2: against uh, Pittsfield. I said to somebody after the game, I said, it's the best defense I've seen on day one, period.
3: Really, really turned up the intensity. Well, we really had to get there a long, slow process, right? You look back at the game we played against Scaled Mound, we were nowhere near there. And so we had to go back and we had to rebuild visit some habits, and we had to try to instill that urgency into the guys, and I thought the game against Peoria Christian, we started to see it, and last night I thought we saw us take some more steps forward. Now tonight to be a completely different animal right? playing a team that has that one dominant score, but we're going to have to have that same intensity. Maybe it's in a different form, but that urgency has to still be there. Yeah, I, I, again, you ratchet up the defense, and, and tonight Danny
2: Stevens comes in, the University, the University of Missouri recruit. What's uh, the plan? There's been so many different plans. I've, I've gotten a chance to see him play three or four times this season. It seems like everybody's got a different
3: plan. So what's your plan? What, what we talk about is load to the ball, right? You have to really load to the ball against those types of guys, meaning we have to get further off of our man, and we're really guarding our man and half of him at the same time. And so we're going to have to try to load to the ball. Um, I don't think you can keep him from getting baskets. He's going to rise over the top. Unless you have somebody that's just as big, just as athletic, that can guard him one-on-one. We don't have that. And so we're going to have to, again, a good team approach to try to limit his open shot and something that we talk about all the time is we gotta make sure that they get one shot of possession. If he buries it, great, but we cannot allow them to get second, third season. I, I think their guards can be pressured a little bit too to make that post touch a little better and this we we're talking off there and sometimes he just brings it up. So he already has the ball in hand. Right, and so that makes it even tougher, right? That's why you really gotta be ready to load to the ball. You gotta try to make him pass it to someone else and make him work really hard to get it back, which he can and he will. So one of the things we talked about with the guys this morning is you can't get discouraged if he rises up and makes shots. It's going to happen. we got to make sure that we're still staying the course, bringing your intensity with you. Next possession, we got to win, and so then maybe that'll help us get some fuel on the offensive end, too. Offensively, make him work a little harder on the offensive end, too? Right, absolutely. we got to move the ball. I thought last night at times we did a good job of that. I thought it started all kind of slow. We had a couple guys want to check and make sure there was air pressure in the basketball, right? <laughs> if we can get away from that, and we can get it moving side to side and move well about the ball, then where stuff will open up for us.
2: Yeah, I got so many points in transition uh, last night off the defense. That'll help, too.
3: Yeah, I think that's key. I think you have to try to get out and get some easy ones because Southeastern plays really good defense. You don't want to have to grind every possession. you got to try to get some easy ones. Sometimes that's easier said than done.
2: All right, Coach. Good luck. We'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah, thank you. Head coach Jeremy
3: Anderson with the McComb Bombers. We'll
2: be back here on the pregame show.
0: Hey, welcome back here. You just listened to the pregame coaches interview with Sean Temple and head coach of the Macomb Bombers basketball team, Jeremy Anderson. The pregame interview brought to you by Security Savings Bank, uh, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. a broadcast tonight of the Bombers and throughout this whole tournament is also thanks to MDH, McDonough District Hospital here in Macomb, but also with a new office open in uh, Monmouth as well. Appreciate their support so we can broadcast these games We're just under five minutes away from the tip-off here of what i think uh, at least for now anyways is going to be the highlight of this tournament the crowd caden uh, i've been here all day yesterday and almost all day today and uh, this is a big crowd I and mean, this packed bleachers behind us are full this is more i'm gonna be honest this is more than i see it uh, used to come to a lot of western games and there's more people here for this than there were for most of the western games so uh, i think it's going to be electric here and you heard Coach Anderson talk in his pregame interview about the uh, energy and the intensity that you get from a crowd, and I think that could play an impact in tonight's game. Yeah, you have to feed
1: off this energy when you're going against an undefeated team with, let's face it, a generational recruit for this area. Yeah. you just you got to use the energy of the crowd to really
0: get an edge over your opponent. And you heard Coach Anderson talk about it's a good test and good practice because someday down the road here, Uh, They hope to be in a, you know, regional championship game, maybe a sectional game of some type, where you have this same type of energy, and to be able to have some experience with that, to understand what it feels like, how it affects you, and how you can harness that to really kind of get some momentum in a game is big-time experience for uh, these kids, and I'm sure that's what the Bombers are hoping to get out of that tonight. Yeah,
1: Macomb has been a great program. They have been in so many big games, so they the fans know what big game like yep. is like. The players know what big game is like, so they're not gonna feel any nerves coming into this game.
0: And let's be honest, nobody in here tonight is dumb. No. Uh they all know that that, that Jan, Danny Stevens is on the other team. And these Macomb kids know that if they can get a chance to put give them their first loss, stay in the W uh side of this uh tournament here and feel like they can kind of put him in his place i mean that's how you feel as a player i mean that that's what they all want and the parents and the fans here want the same thing too And so i you know i really look forward to this i think it's going to be fun to watch i think it's going to be electric to hear i think us sitting courtside is cool because uh hopefully people on the air will also be able to hear some of that through our microphones and just get a piece of the energy that we're going to have here tonight Exactly. With
1: board-offing the games, you hear a lot of what the coach is yelling out to the players. <laughs> yeah. You hear what sometimes what the ref is calling. So it gets the fans listening who couldn't make it out here more immersed into the game.
0: Yeah, and tonight we're on the the bomber bench Here is on our half. So I imagine we'll have Jeremy, uh, Coach <laughs> Anderson, right in front of us right. a number of times. And so we'll kind of get to hear a little bit maybe of what he's hollering at the kids here. So uh, let's talk a little bit through our uh, – uh, some stats here, some uh, just pregame stats that we got. We don't have a lot on Southeastern. Uh, they didn't get us anything ahead of time. We do know that when they played United a few weeks ago that uh, Danny Stevens was averaging somewhere around 35 or 36 points a game. But what we do know is what they did yesterday against A-Town, who really did a good job defensively. And against A-Town, they held Danny Stevens just 17 points. They held the team total... Uh, what was the 41? I think was their total. So they held them to 41. They averaged 53 and a half per game this year, uh, and so really just a good defensive job by them. Griffin Tippy came out and hit three three pointers in the first quarter, and so he finished with nine. Mason Fry had eight yesterday, and Aiden uh, Akers had seven yesterday. Uh, so I imagine McCombs' goal is going to be to to minimize. Um, Danny Stevens, and then try to make sure those other guys can't pick up a slack. Exactly. When you
1: have other guys around Danny Stevens, if he's not <laughs> playing the dominant performance that he has, if they step up and make several threes, then that's going to be huge for Southeastern. Yeah.
3: Yep,
0: yep. On the uh, Bombers' side of the ball here, the leading score on the season uh, with a l- averaging 11.8, almost 12 points a game, for the Bombers is Connor Watson. Uh, he's followed by J.T. Jeter and Nolan Kerr, both at just above eight points a game. So those are the main guys. Interestingly enough, without flipping my scorebook back here, they were not the high scorers the other uh, last night in the games. Uh, Nolan Kerr stepped up, and uh, somebody else did too. I'm trying to remember. Well, oh, Connor Watson ended up having a good game. He had a big third quarter last night. Uh, so they had some different guys contribute as well, but McComb always comes out with some players and some guys that can really get after it. So, uh, I'm excited, I'm looking forward to this, they're getting ready to do starting lineups here, and uh, yeah, let me, let me do that real quick, and then we'll get a key to the game for, from you, okay. Caden, before they start, so as they do their starting lineups, we'll do ours, um, I'm going to start with Southeastern, their uh, starting lineup tonight is sophomore, uh, number zero, Griffin Tippy, junior, number three, Owen Rigg, senior, number 23, Danny Stevens, and junior, number 24, Mason Fry, and sophomore, number 25, Aiden Ackers. Those are the five starters for the Southeastern Suns here tonight. And for the Bombers, starting tonight, junior Ian Case getting the start, put a little size in against the Suns. I think that's a smart decision. Connor Watson, of course, getting the start. He's the senior, number one. Uh, Senior guard Langdon Allen, number 13, he's getting the start. Senior, uh, number 20, Nolan Kerr. And uh, senior, number 24, Jack Duncan, those are your five starters here for the Bombers. Caden, what do you think is a good key to the game for the Bombers here tonight?
1: Well, we talked about uh, several keys to the game. We talked about feeding off the energy of the crowd. You know, this is a packed crowd. And before it, before fans started even filing into the arena, you could feel the energy in there. Yeah. You could just feel it before the people got into the arena. So you got to feed off of this energy. And another key we got two here. You have to make the role players of Southeastern step up in the game. Yeah. If Danny Stevens is going to score 40, then if the rest scores 10 and you can get over that 50 threshold, that's going to be a big win regardless because
0: you got the win. You score yeah. more than the team. Force some guys to make some plays that they don't normally have to. Yes. And, you yes. know, unfortunately, A-Town did that last night, and Tippy did that in the first quarter. So, uh, you know, one thing, too, that this, this game, is the pump has been primed. Uh, because the two games leading up to this were really good. The rockridge alana Bluffs game went into overtime, and then the game right before this, Camp Point and West Hancock, was a close game right into the end. And so the energy's been a little a little electrifying in here already, and now we got a packed crowd, a full house, and two big teams going up against each other. And here we go with the tip-off tonight. Duncan actually gets a piece of it, and McComb's gonna come up with the tip, and they're already cheering. I mean, all they did was win the tip. They are ready to
1: bring the roof off of uh, (laughs) this Western Hall right here. McComb's
0: going right to left as we sit here on press row on the media table. And they're looking to get their offense going. Southeastern looks like they are in a man-to-man to to start with here. Uh, Yeah, man-to-man, yep. Man-to-man defense. So Watson on the corner, or on the wing, I'm sorry now. He's going to drive and bring it back out. Now to Nolan Kerr, J.T. Jeter up top. He's got Stevens on him. J.T. Jeter trying to make something across the Langdon Allen. Now the corner to Jack Duncan, up top to Connor Watson. Nice patience here from the Bombers to start the game. Connor's a dangerous threat out there on the three-point line. They gotta keep somebody close to him. He can always knock one down from out deep. Duncan with a drive down the right side. Nice drive, blocked. He wanted to foul, nothing called. for coming back the other way. Stevens is gonna lead the break on the right side wing here. He's double teamed. He dishes down, back to him in the corner. Good job Allen there, keeping a hand up, so no free shot there from him. Now back to Owen Rigg. Langdon Allen right now is on uh, Danny Stevens. They're running a little box and one, it looks like, maybe. Yeah, box and one. Langdon Allen's right now uh, following Stevens. Back to Rigg up top. They're trying to... Uh, Southeast is trying to figure out what to do here, it looks like. We've been wondering what
1: Jeremy Anderson is going to come out with, and he has been switching it up on Danny Stevens. He's been trapping him with the ball. He's been sending 13 on him. He has been sending multiple different looks at Southeast.
4: Yeah, yep,
0: yep, yep. Good defense, and a steal already from Langdon Allen. He's going to push it up to Connor Watson. He's going to pull it out and pop a three-pointer just off the back of the rim. No good there, but a good steal. Now Stevens back the other way. Loses control, regains Bodies his way in and gets his first two points for Danny Stevens there underneath. That's going to be the first points of the game, 2 nothing. Uh, two minutes, though, wasted away there with uh, good offense uh, patience on both sides, honestly. Yeah, and I think that was still a good sequence
1: for McComb because they forced a turnover now. They tried the three, and most of the time, you know, most of the time, threes don't go in, so eventually those will start falling. Yeah. But that was a great sequence for McComb. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think a lot of times you might be angry at Connor Watson for not going for the layup right, on that. Right, right. And maybe you're still a little frustrated, but it's early. And he wanted to try and get something going, and it was close, honestly. It was right on target just to touch hard. Knocked out of bounds there by Southeastern, so McComb still retains possession, 2-0, 540 to go in the first, bomber ball, Duncan now with Stevens on him, I think they're running a bit of a zone, still man-to-man, ooh, a pass is mishandled, it's picked up by Stevens and he's going to push it himself, right up the middle of the floor, he tries to get stopped, he pulls up for a jumper, it's long. And now the Bombers pick up the rebound and we're coming back the other direction now. So a rare missed shot there by Stevens. Yes,
1: Danny Stevens has been very active in transition and if they're going to play tight defense on him, a way Danny Stevens can beat that is get in transition and yeah. beat the defense to
0: the, floor, to the basket. Yep, yep. Nolan Curran out to JT Jeter. Right side wing here.
3: Gotta break contact, Jack.
0: Jack up top now. He's got Stevens on him. Nolan Kerr now on the left wing. is going to drive left, shut down, and they say step out of bounds. going to come back the other direction. Southeastern ball turnover there from uh, the Bombers. Still 2 nothing. 447 remaining in the first. Almost half this quarter gone away
1: quick. It's going fast.
0: Yeah, you know, there's been good patience on both ends and only a couple shots taken so far and just one that went in. Rig down the corner, loses the pass, and a turnover by the Sun. Comes back to the bomber direction now. I'm thinking about big game jitters here. A couple
1: turnovers, and that's a pass you have to catch.
0: Yeah, a couple of loose balls here. A couple of mistakes, maybe simple mistakes, that I, I would guess you wouldn't necessarily see all the time. Uh, out of both teams, honestly. Step out of bounds and uh, just mishandle a pass. Little offense here from uh, McComb. Duncan, ooh, had an open layup there for a second. Nice jumper there from Jack Duncan. The first two points on the board for the Bombers.
4: 2-2,
0: 4-0-8 to play in the first. Another look here at the box and one. Again, Langdon Allen foul- following Stevens. While the rest of the guys play what uh, you would call 2-2 defense, Duncan gets a hand on it, knocks it off Owen Riggs. And uh, it's going to go bomber ball, so another turnover. Good defense from the Bombers there. they got about four combined points in the halfway through the first
1: quarter, so the emphasis on defense yeah. is definitely showing up it in this game. It is showing on
0: both sides here.
1: And part of that is some of the offensive turnovers, but offensive turnovers are
0: created by good defense. Yeah, yep. A couple ball picks here. Watson tries to get in. Nothing. Kicks the curve for a three. JT Jeter with the rebound. Now back to Watson up top. Kerr's three-pointer, airballed, actually, a going to go. Watson drives baseline, tries to kick it. It's tipped and grabbed by Stevens. Now he's going the other direction. Goes up strong at the basket and scores. I think you can see there, he, he's big enough and tall enough that he's going to be tough to stop on those breaks like that. Big and tall
1: and fast. Again, got out in front of the defense in transition. That is his two points tonight, is getting out in front.
0: Yep, 4-2 Suns. He's going to do it again here. Stevens in the in the passing lane there. And Langdon Allen picks up a, 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 a foul there before he gets to the shot. That's probably not a terrible foul, honestly, at this oh. point.
1: It's just one you have to, unfortunately, commit when he's out in front and He's probably going to get away from you if you can't foul him there.
0: Yeah, Langdon's first, team's first. Southeastern working their offense now against this box and one. Stevens trying to work open inside. Langdon Allen sticking to him, along with some help from Jack Duncan and the other guys down low. Good ball moving around the outside. Now Stevens gets in in the middle, turnaround jumper, good. So that's six. He's got all six of their points so far. They really haven't done terrible. I mean, that—that's a—that's a just a jumper in the middle of the lane. I think they've done a great
1: job on Stephen so far. He's just—he is showcasing why he's talked about so much.
0: And here's going to be the, we talked about this a little bit, but A-town's A-town's downfall against Southeastern yesterday wasn't defense. It was that they couldn't score. And so if the Bombers can figure out how to start putting some points on the board themselves, uh, then they'll be all right here, I think. I'm going to get a Locker foul fire. here. First team foul on the Suns. A blocking on zero. Griffin Tippy there.
2: First team, first
0: personal for Tippy. Out of bounds underneath to the Bombers. Connor Watson comes out. Oh, we got guys open underneath. Oh, we lost the pass, though. Another turnover. Stevens now with the ball coming down the near side. He's got everybody on him. Keeps his dribble. Now picks it up. He's going to come back across the middle three-point attempt there. Is no good for uh, Aiden Ackers, and a defensive rebound to the Bombers. That was
1: probably their best recovery in transition today. That's, and they got three guys on Danny Stevens. They made
0: the, they forced the Allen pass and they got him in. And they swarmed him with three guys to get him to bring him back out. <laughs> Allen out the drive underneath, pushed down to Nolan Kerr, tries to go up, but he's swatted by Stevens and. Ball is out of bounds, they say, actually, on Southeastern. I mean, on Bombers, sorry. And uh, Southeastern actually takes Danny Stevens out. Ian Case is going to come in for the Bombers. He's going to give Jack Duncan a break. In the game for the Suns now is number 13, Jarrett Van Beck, and number 40, Josh Kaltenbach. Again, Danny Stevens takes a break. Minute 30 to play in the first, 6-2, Suns over the Bombers little man-to-man defense now. Owen Rigg all the way to the basket. A, a consistent <laughs> drive there. Kind of flings it up and gets it to fall. Two points for Owen Rigg. 8-2 is your score. Sun's up right now in the Bombers. And that's going to be
1: big for Southeastern when Danny Stevens has to take a break because he's going to have to take a break. Player stepping up. Once again, we talked about in the pregame and we've gotten some big shots from the other players. Yep.
0: yep. Jeter now to case up top. Trying to get some going on offense. Watson now in the the deep wing, trying to direct some traffic from that point guard spot. He's gonna get called for a traveling there.
4: Yeah.
0: Tried to drive up the middle, got a little out of control, maybe one extra step. Got a traveling and just like that yeah. Stevens is back in.
4: So that was your
0: opportunity. Well, along with twenty two Jesse Johnson in the game. And 22,
4: Jesse
0: Johnson. Stevens getting a warning there for not coming all the way down to check in. Now he's a guy trying to get the ball inbounds. JT Jeter on him here. Full court. Ooh. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I like the defense anyways. Kind of jumping in front of him because Stevens was about to lose that. And at some point you're going to have to risk fouling in this game. Yep. So Jeter with his first. The team's second. Under a minute now. 45 seconds. Jeter on Stevens out at half court. Pushed it up to Owen Rigg. McComb's in a man-to-man right now. There's a switch. Ian Case, now Jeter back to Stevens. Ball in the middle of the, at the free-throw line. He gets stuck. He's trying to get something to do with it. Good block there by Ian Case. 25 seconds. Watson on a fast break. He's going all the way in. Draws a foul, and he's going to get two free throws. Nice help there by Ian Case to get a block on Danny Stevens. That's a
1: fantastic sequence. They pressure Danny Stevens under the basket. They took it away, and then Connor
0: Watson hustled down to the floor and draws the foul. Yeah, first foul there for Josh Kaltenbach, actually. The second team foul, and Connor Watson will shoot two Farm King free throws here. 8-2, 21.4 left in the first quarter. The Bombers down. First free throw is up and no good there. Connor on the season, we have free throw. He's an 86% free, nope, sorry, 28% free throw shooter. So he's a killer shooter, but not so much from the free throw line, although he does make the second one.
4: 8-3
0: now. Suns lead, Stevens bringing the ball up, 14 seconds left in the first, Jeter guarding him, man on man here. Now down to nine, a little back step, three-pointer, no good off the front, Case with a rebound, gives it to Connor, two, one, half-court shot, lets it fly, no good. And at the end of one, eight to three is your score, so not a lot of scoring here in the first quarter for either team, really, and uh, we finish with the first quarter score of eight to three. Well, I think you have to figure that we talked, about, we talked
1: so much about defense in the pregame, and it's shown up.
0: Yeah, both, both sides, good defensive effort here. To be honest, I kind of thought we might see a little more action in the first quarter, but it, it's been fairly slow, to be honest. So let's cool. take a quick break here. We'll come back and get the second quarter of action here in just a minute. we we'll are back in 30 seconds at WREM 1330, 94.1 FM. And welcome back to Western Hall here. Macomb Western Holiday Tournament, after one quarter of action, the Southeastern Suns here are uh, up against the Macomb Bombers, 8-3. Again, after one quarter, six of those points for the Suns come from Danny Stevens, who finished the first quarter with six. Macomb's had a little trouble scoring so far, a couple points there. Stevens gets it fed at the free throw line and kicks it back out. Now he's got it at the three-point line. Doubled by uh, Watson and Allen and just battles his way in. Case gets a rebound, kicks it to Watson. He's going to push it up the sideline here. So another miss and another push by the Bombers. Watson stuck now, gets it to Jack Duncan who's back in the game with Nolan Kerr, Ian Case, Langdon Allen, and Connor Watson. We'll get a little offense going here. I'd really like to see what Ian Case can
1: do with size on size with Danny Stevens right here.
0: Yeah, Ian Case's a big kid. He's a junior. He's played a lot of basketball. I'd like to see him get involved here. He's done a good job defensively and gotten a couple rebounds already just in one quarter. He's going to drive baseline here, a little floater long. Rebound grabbed by Tippy, and now Stevens pushing up the floor. Watson's going to get a reach around foul there that's gonna be his first foul and the team's third six forty five to go eight to three is your score the bombers down playing their box and one with Stevens in the game rig at the point guard now number twenty-four Mason Fry here on the near side wing Aiden Ackers on the far side wing, and your fifth player is Tippy, who I think is running somewhat of a baseline, although he hasn't left that far corner yet. And Coach Upkis doesn't like what he sees out of his uh, southeastern offense. There, he's going to get a timeout and get something going here.
4: Six twenty-four
0: remaining in this second quarter. Eight to threes your score again after the first quarter. Danny Stevens had six. Owen Rigg had the other two points, and for the Bombers, Connor Watson was one for two from the free throw line, and Jack Duncan had the other bucket. So, a slow scoring game so far for both teams, honestly. And uh, I gotta imagine—I don't know—I don't know, pace-wise, Caden. What do you think? Uh, part of me thinks that McComb wants to push it, but I've seen Danny—he's. He's done more today in grabbing a rebound and trying to push it up the floor than he ever did against A-Town yesterday.
1: Right. Well, I think Coach Anderson has seen about a half of what he's wanted to do. He saw he has seen the defensive hustle and eight points, about six minutes to go in the second quarter. That's about half of what he wants to see, but he wants to see a lead to something. And they've had good sequences, and they just haven't been able to get the ball in the hoop.
0: Yeah. Got to find a way to get something in the basket and run a set play here. Through a couple screens to get Stevens the ball. He gets it there. Jeter's on him, along with Jack Duncan. A couple more passes. Now back to Stevens underneath. Jack Duncan with a double there. Missed shot. Rebound Stevens had. Honestly, I would have given that back to Southeastern, but they say that rebound got tipped out of bounds, and it's going to McComb. That is just, um, you know,
1: classic defensive battle. Danny Stevens, I think, uh, almost... Two offensive rebounds there. He got the one, and then almost the one, and it probably should have went off. Of Macomb
0: probably should have stayed with Southeastern, but McCombs going to get the call here. Yeah, you take the calls when you get them. Yeah, they're going to tip pass there all the way back. Watson chases it down all the way back to the other baseline, just about. Fortunately, almost throw it away there. Yeah, restart the offense here. Southeastern still in a man-to-man defense here, so McComb trying to figure out how to get something going on offense. We really haven't seen, I mean, obviously they only have three points, so we really haven't seen much offensively out of the Bombers yet. And that's just a matter. I mean, Stevens is one guy when you're in offense, so this is, you know, credit to Southeastern for their defense, obviously. But a little bit's on uh, McComb as J.T. Jeter tries to get something going with a three-pointer there. Nice shot by J.T. Jeter. Well, eventually you ask for it and you get it, and they space out, and they
1: they finally get an open look, and it goes. in He... And... They get open looks, most of them are going
0: to go. Yeah, 8-6 there. JT Jeter with his first three. Again, he is uh, one of the top three scorers for the team, and we didn't see a lot out of him offensively yesterday, so I'm sure they're hoping to see a little bit more out of him today. Stevens again with the ball in the corner, kicks it back out. Now Tippy to the corner so with a three-point attempt. Rebound goes to Akers. No good. Duncan now ends up with a loose ball rebound, and McComb looks out here with another missed shot. Yesterday, eight times, Tippy hit that corner three-pointer three times in the first quarter. Yeah, to see him miss has got to be a relief for (laughs) McCall. Yeah, a relief to see that guy, the extraneous guy in in this sense, miss a three-pointer, which is what you're counting on in this box-and-one defense. Back to offense now for the Bombers. Watson on the wing trying to make something happen. Now to Allen up top. Jeter on the left wing. Duncan now up top. A little drive, nothing there. A little stuck. Jeter now tries to go, runs into some defense. Nolan Kerr now back to Jeter. He's going to take another three. Just made one. That one's long, no good. Watson battles the rebound underneath and gets it, pulls it away. And now Junker. offense sets back up for the bombers.
4: Junker.
0: Junker. Junker. I hear Coach Anderson yell "Junkyard" there. I'd like to see what this play is. Yeah. Allen on the corner, or in the wing now, sorry, Duncan underneath. Allen on the wing, still with the ball. Not a lot of movement happening right here. Jeter now is going to try and drive. Nothing there. Riggs on him. Nice spin. Put up. No good. Stevens with the rebound. That's Ooh. just
1: unfortunate for McComb because they got inside, got an open look from <laughs> Jeter, and it just doesn't go. And sometimes that is the unfortunate part of the rim is it doesn't accept a shot.
0: Yeah, not a bad look for Jeter there. just didn't fall. Southeastern back now, McCombs still in a box and one, with Langdon Allen being the one following Stevens. Now Stevens gets it underneath. Duncan comes for the double-team, swats at the ball. He's going to get a foul there. That would be Jack's first. Jack's first foul. Stevens Stevens comes off here. So we've got to get him off his rhythm. <laughs> Kick that shoe off. That's one way. <laughs> you do what you got to do, Caden. Do what you got to do. Team fouls. Bombers have four. The Suns have two. Out of bounds underneath now. Akers takes the ball out. He's looking for anybody. Blobs it up top to Rig. Back to a man-to-man defense for the Bombers with Jeter on Stevens. Good defense from Kerr out top. Kicked over to Akers. Three-point attempt. Long, no good. Duncan tips the rebound away. Allen tries to come up with it and misses it. Goes off of Acker's leg out of bounds, and the Bombers get the ball back here. So, good effort on the rebounds for McComb here. That's really what's kept. They haven't given up too many second chances for the Suns, and that's helped them. 2.35 remaining, 8-6. Bombers down two here in the second quarter. Still trying to get some type of offensive rhythm going. Underneath now to Jeter who's got Stevens on him. He's gonna kick it out to Duncan. Little drive in. Jeter now for another three pointer. And that one's good. That's his second of the game. And with that, folks, McComb takes their first lead of the game. Nine to eight. Bombers up one here. 209 to play in the first. If JT Jeter can get hot, he can probably knock down three or four
1: of these. He could be
0: the MVP of this game. Well and let's be honest, if right now Stevens has been guarding Jeter. So, if Jeter gets hot, that's going to draw Stevens out. If Stevens misses a three-point attempt, and after I talk about offensive rebounds, they give one up there. Acker's now underneath, out to Tippy on the wing. Everybody's reset now. Stevens working inside. Anyways, if Jeter starts hitting threes, uh, Stevens is going to have to come out closer to him, and that's going to open up the middle as well better for the Bombers to be able to push it towards the basket because... Stevens is a, is a presence inside for sure. And it opens
1: up the middle, and then it opens up other three-point shooters
0: in the and game. now I jinxed him because that's two <laughs> offensive rebounds in a row there. On oh, a missed shot and a board pull down. Now Stevens at the top of the key, double-team, tippy now on the wing. Stevens underneath, box out, missed shot, Watson with the rebound. He's going to try and push a little here. Pulls up at the three-point line. Nothing going. He's going to set it up, give everybody time to get the offense going again. 9-8. One minute to play in this second quarter.
1: Southeastern has yet to score a point in the second quarter, if I believe,
0: if I am right. Yes, that is
1: true. They started 8-3 to three after the first, and now it's 9-8. Yep, nine, eight eight. To 3
0: Watson with a three. Oh. No good.
1: Just Almost. In out. Yeah. in
0: and out. Good. Almost in for Watson. So 44 seconds left here. 9-8. to eight. Bomber has, The Bombers have a one-point lead. Rig now to Tippy. Man-to-man defense it looks like from the bombers. Nope, this is the box and one. You can tell by who's guarding Stevens. In the box and one, it's Langdon Allen. In the man-to-man, it's Jeter guarding him. So Stevens goes to the basket, draws a foul with 25 seconds left. That's going to be on Langdon Allen. That's his second foul, actually, in the team's fifth. And Stevens is going to get two free throws. This could be their first points of this quarter. First one is good. Case checks back in the game here. 9-9. Case checking in for Allen, who got two fouls there. He got his second foul, I should say. Suns are going to clear out the lane here and let McComb have it. 25 seconds left. 9-9 is the score. Stevens with his second of two free throws. That's also good. 10-9, 10-9, a one-point lead now again for the Suns. 22 seconds as Watson brings it up. They're going to try and get one more bucket here and take a lead into halftime. That'd be a big deal. And not a lot of scoring here, but a big deal to go in with the lead. they we'll slow down the pace here. 10 seconds now. They're content with Watson just dribbling. And now we're going to see some movement. Kerr on the wing, Jeter up top. Now Watson on the left wing gets a three off. It's short, no good, and the rebound is tipped and no good and with that folks we have a halftime score a riveting high scoring affair of 10-9. to 9.
1: Well I think this is exactly what we expected. <laughs> Defensive from McComb and what I'm not, what I'm a little shocked by was Southeastern's lack of scoring obviously with yeah. even 8 points and then 10 overall just and they've had their opportunities on both sides so yeah. a lack of offense here but
0: more so great defense. Yeah, I, it's interesting. That I hadn't seen – I saw Southeastern a couple times last year, including in uh, the uh, sectionals there when they played United, and Steven's done a good job there, but he's, he's grown up a bit here. He's uh, definitely that guy, but now in two games in this tournament so far, I, let me say, re, re, rephrase that, in six quarters, he has not done a lot offensively, and the teams haven't either now. At the same stroke, their defense is doing well. McCombs only got nine points. I imagine they're not going to be held to nine points in the first half very many times this year. Well, teams are looking at, you know, maybe even that
1: A-Town game. They're probably looking at the the tape from their mind and from yesterday and saying, that's how we should play on Danny Stevens because 17 points and eight points is about on track for 17. We'll see if he can get there, but right now they are doing about the same
0: as A-Town. And now the fun part—we get to see what kind of adjustments everybody makes and what they look exactly. like in the second half. So. Southeastern is going to make those adjustments. Can McComb stick with them? I think they can. That'll—that'll we'll that'll be the question. Yep. Again, your halftime score here: nine to eight. The bombers are up on—I'm sorry—the bombers are down nine to ten. I got confused there for a second. <laughs> the Suns are winning ten to nine at halftime. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with some halftime stats and our second uh, half of action here in just a minute. You're listening to Bomber Basketball on 1330 94.1 FM And welcome back to Leroy A. Ufkis Court here at Western Illinois University in Macomb, Illinois. host of the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament where the Macomb Bombers are taking on the Southeastern Suns here in this I believe it's a quarterfinal matchup It's the uh sixth game of the day seventh game of the day we got one more left after this one. Seventh game of the day and the Bombers at halftime here at down one ten to nine a really low scoring affair so far this game has been uh but it's been a quick game because of that there's been a lot of patience some turnovers and just neither team has been able to find the bucket consistently by any means what's uh at this point so um, this is a low-scoring affair, but just a fun game to watch still uh,
1: so far. Yeah, we've both been checking in on scores, and we both have been listening or at this tournament, and we've noticed throughout the games there's been, you know, one team in a game would score five or six points and a half, but the other team would score about 20. Yeah. So
0: it was not the same as this where you have two, two low-scoring teams. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see only 19 points total scored in the first half in a high school game. So, I mean, I don't care the scenario of who's playing. Uh, that's just not very many points. So, uh, I'd be curious to see, you know, yesterday I felt like McComb had a slower first half, uh, but they just they, they stifled Pittsfield, and they came out in the third quarter and had a really good third quarter, specifically Connor Watson did yesterday. And I'm curious to see if they'll come out here in the second half today with a little more fire and a little more intensity to try and get some more points on the board. Because the bottom line here is we kind of said this earlier, you can hold Stevens and the Suns to as few as you want, but if you don't score more than them, you still lose. We saw that with
1: A-Town in the exactly. I believe night game. Uh we, we yeah saw,
0: yeah night game yesterday.
1: Yeah yeah yep. Yeah. But I think in the pregame, both coaches were thinking defense defense defense. Now they're going to switch halftime. They're going to be we need to score more points. We got to figure out how to our put defense the is good. Them. We're yeah. going to keep running with that, but this is what we're going to do on offense differently.
0: Yeah, we'd be curious to see how they how they do or what they do different. Yesterday in the second half with the uh, Southeastern, they started the first half, Stevens was inside most of the game, trying to work around at the post and get open there. And in the second half, he came to the outside, and they started running him off screens on the three-point line the whole time, trying to get him some more looks, which he did get more looks. They still did a good job on him defensively, but he did get more looks that way. So I'll be curious to see if we see a little bit of that here in the second half tonight as well.
1: And that's one thing. They're going to get him more design looks. We saw almost all his points came off transition, which is good, but yeah. you're not going to get those opportunities all the time, so that can't be your
0: offense. Yeah, right. You can't depend on that. You've right. got to have some set ways to get some points. Let's look at some stats and scores here from this first half. Again, with a halftime score of 10 to 9, there's not a lot of scores uh, happening right now, but for the uh, Southeastern Suns, uh, Danny Stevens has eight of those ten points, and the other two uh, came from a drive and a layup from Owen Rig in the first quarter, and that's the summary of your scoring for the Southeastern Suns. The Bombers don't get much better, so they have six out of J.T. Jeter who hit two threes in the second quarter, and they got one out of Connor Watson on a first quarter free throw, and two out of Jack Duncan on a first quarter layup, so 10-9, uh, and nine again, is your halftime score. As we look at some of the other stats here, it's interesting. The stat sheet we get here, Southeastern has eight of their ten points have been in the paint, and they're 0-6 from the three-point line. I would guess, I would not count on Southeastern being
1: 0-4
0: from the three-point line for an entire game. They're going to hit some threes at some point.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to. No team in basketball today is going to stop shooting the three if they're open. Yeah. So eventually these will start going, and they're not just going to stop taking them because they haven't hit one in the half. So yeah. you got to be wary of that for McComb.
0: Yeah, McComb's two for seven from the three-point line. Both those from JT Jeter. Connor Watson had, had a couple that were super close, and, um, you know, he's a kid that once he, once he starts hitting, it could be in trouble or could mean trouble for the other team, in, in tonight's case, Southeastern. So... Uh, Both teams, I'm sure, looking to get some more offense going here. Rebound-wise, McComb did out-rebound Southeastern by one, 10-9 here in the first half. And uh, free throw-wise, McComb was one for two, and uh, Southeastern was two for two. Again, not a lot of of push into the baskets and not a lot of fouls. There were only 17 fouls total between both teams here in the first half. Uh, So plenty of opportunities here for both teams to try and get something going. And uh, as we get ready to start the second half here, McComb's going to start with the ball. They get the chance here first, trying to try and, uh, put some points on the board. 10-9 again, your halftime scores. we get ready to kick off the second half here, the McComb Bombers versus the Southeastern Suns. McComb now on our right side, so they're going from left to right here towards their home bench, and their first possession turnover. Then Jack Duncan steals the pass and gets it right back for the Bombers. A nice break there. And recovery from Jack Duncan to get it back after that. You hate to turn it over on your first possession like that. Well, that's just great hustle from Jack Duncan there mm-hmm. to not put the head down and go back, but know the ball's coming and take it right back. Back on offense here. Watson on the far wing. Looks underneath the jeter. Tries to kick. I mean, tries to throw it across, and he throws it into the leg of Danny Stevens. I say it that way because he didn't kick it, otherwise they would have called the kicking. And uh, then Langdon Allen gets a quick foul there. That's going to be his third foul, I think.
4: Yeah, Langdon's
0: third foul, team's first this half. So three fouls for Langdon Allen. That's not going to be good for the Bombers. They've had him on Stevens a lot. Now McComb comes out in their man-to-man defense. And in the man-to-man, they have uh, Jeter on him. And a man-to-man. And then whoever's nearby will double with him. And Stevens doesn't even try to go to the basket there. And that's one thing you're going to see with... uh, Now he gets it at the free throw line. He's doubled by Watson to the wing. Sorry, Caden, I didn't mean to cut you off
1: there. But that's something you're going to see from 13. If he has three fouls, he's going to be less aggressive.
0: So he's not going to guard Danny Stevens. He's going to be aggressive. Yep, Jeter knocks away the pass, the inlet pass to uh, Stevens there underneath. And McComb gets a steal, so good defensive possession there. Really got to get some offense going. It just seemed to struggle to find the spot to go here. Duncan now up top. Now to Jeter, trying to swing it. Watson going across to the other side corner. Now back here to Nolan Kerr, I think. Nope, Langdon Allen in the way. Watson up top. Duncan now on the wing. A lot of stuff here around the three-point line, trying to get something inside. you got to push it towards the basket at some point here. Duncan now with a little drive and kick to Kerr. Watson fakes a three, drives... Stops to Jeter. Duncan now a drive, a little shot, no good. Pushes the rebound away, keeps it alive for McComb to recover. Watson, another three-point fake floater down the middle of the lane, no good. And the rebound goes to the Suns. Another couple of shots there for the Bombers, and they still can't get him to fall. There has to be a lid on the rim, as they say. But, yeah. but that was still a good
1: sequence from McComb because they moved the ball to every... Everyone touched that ball at least twice. On yeah, that so I well... Already. I still think that uh, Jeremy Anderson likes to see that, but unfortunately sure. it didn't go in,
0: but eventually it will. And we're already down to five minutes and 30 seconds left in this second quarter
4: as Stevens
0: pulls a tipped rebound and is able to hit a little jumper there. So there's your first points of the third quarter, 12-9, bomber, or 12-9 Sons, 5-10 remaining in the third quarter here. Allen up top now, no look pass to Duncan underneath. Gets in some trouble, but is able to pull it away. Kern out of Allen. Way to go to the ball on that job. That could have been a nice pass inside, but a block by Stevens. He's going to grab it now off the rebound. Watson's going to try and pick it from him and instead draws a foul there. Decent idea. I like some of those. You try and get the steal out top like that and not let him get to the basket. Well, it's just a case of go for the ball. If you get it, that's great. If you foul him, you kind of have to in that situation. Sure, yep. Ian Case checking in for Langdon Allen now. He's got three fouls. Ian Case in the game. <laughs> Suns with the ball now. 12-9 again. Stevens out top with Jeter on him. They're in a man-to-man okay. defense. The Bombers are. He runs off a screen. Skip across to Akers. He gets it inside The Stevens. turnaround jumper is good. Those are those jumpers. You see him catch that in rhythm and turn around and just smoothly put it up. It's probably going to go in. The
1: entire middle's clogged. He likes to battle to get the rim, but he noticed he can't. He just
0: floats it over, and it just goes in. 14-9 now. Duncan inside. Kerr in the corner. Now Case out top. Watson on the wing. Now cross skip to Kerr. Watson now with a good look at a three-pointer. Ooh, and he just misses right. Kirk Watson just off a little here. That's that's a shot you want out of him. I mean, if you're coach, that's a kind of an inside-out shot. He had plenty of time, wide-open look, and just couldn't knock it down. It's a great awareness from Watson of the spacing of the floor, getting open when
1: getting to the area where nobody is, and he got the open look. Unfortunately, the theme of the night is the shot's just not going in.
0: Yeah, not going in. 14-9. Stevens now a three-pointer, and that's good. We told you they weren't going to miss them all night. They're starting to fall. 17-9 now, an eight-point deficit for the Bombers, and Coach Anderson's going to take a full timeout. We'll take a minute ourselves here and come back with more third-quarter action. 17-9, 340 to go on the third. We'll be back with more Bomber basketball on the Communication Communications Sports Network in just a minute. Hey, welcome back. Both teams back on the floor here after that timeout by Coach Jeremy Anderson. 17-9, 340 to go in the third. A quick seven-point run here for the Suns in this third quarter. And uh, they take a quick eight-point lead now after a one-point lead going into halftime. A low-scoring affair altogether so far. Ian Case now underneath, unable to connect on that little floater. And the rebound gets tipped out of bounds by Jeter. We go back the other direction, uh, Braden uh, Holthouse in the game, by the way, sophomore for the Bombers. Him, Watson, Jeter, Case, and Allen are the five players on the floor for the Bombers. Back to the box and one here, I think. Stevens getting the ball at the three-point line. Now he gets hassled there. He tries a back cut, no good. He's still double-teamed. Watson now out on Ackers hackers on the wing. Tight defense there. They get it to Stevens. He's going to go up with a jump shot. It's well contested, and the rebound is grabbed by Allen, and now the Bombers get a chance here to get two back. Yeah, I love to see the middle-of-the-game
1: adjustments. They are sticking two men on Danny Stevens pretty much at all times. We'll see if that holds up, but right now, I think that's going to be their strategy going forward.
0: Sure. At this point, you see him starting to take over the game. you got to do something. J.T. Cheater, another three-pointer there. He's got nine of... The Bomber 12 points. So right now it's the J.T. Jeter versus Danny Stevens show for the most part. 17-12 now. 2:20 remaining in the third. Box and one defense in effect for the Bombers here with Langdon Allen following Danny Stevens everywhere he goes. Tippy now in the corner. Couple cuts here. Stevens now up top, out above the three-point line. Gets a ball pick. Nothing to do. With dishes and cuts. Nothing more there. Braden Holdhouse on him tied. Now Watson's going to double him. Back to rig. Now across to Tippy. Good job by the Bombers to recover on the guys that aren't Danny Stevens when they get the ball. Skip to Tippy. In a long jumper, not a three, but a two-pointer is good. And Tippy gets on the board. Well, Two points a, for him. That's a fantastic shot from Tippy.
1: When you double team a person, somebody's going to be open. And uh, Tippy on that play was. And he makes the three. And just like he did to A-Town, he made those three reason that game, that kind of changed the tide of the game, and I think he could do that in this one.
0: Braden Holdhouse now for a three-pointer air ball, though, and Rigg with the rebound. 19-12, 125 to go in the third. Suns trying to push it forward here. They had numbers, and they quit. Now they got the Stevens underneath, where he's especially dangerous, and he's able to just get a turnaround jumper there. Now, you get him that ball down there, I think you're in trouble. That's the last place you want him to get it. Well, it's just high percentage
1: shot with a great player. That boosts the percentage up even more. So those shots are going to be
0: automatic most of the time. We yeah, Jeter now up top. Watson up top as well. Under a minute to play in the third now. Allen on the wing with Stevens on him. Case cutting across. Now to house up top. Watson on the far wing. Jeter comes around the screen. Open look at a three-pointer. He's hit three. Misses that one, but a good rebound by Watson. Now house with a three, and that one's good. Airball in the first, drain the second. They'll take those three points. They need all the points they can get at this point. 21-15, a six-point game with 30 seconds left in the third. I feel like that's pretty much the biggest shot of the night for McComb. You get a
1: guy coming off the bench, he airballs his first one, but he gets right back in there and makes it, and now it's a six-point game that's still within reach.
0: Yep, 17 seconds now. Stevens on the block, gets the ball, brings it down low. He's got to take that ball up. That's a jump ball. Yes, it is. Good defense there. It goes back to the Suns, but I think if, I think Danny Stevens, if he's going to be underneath, he's got to quit bringing the ball down around yeah. his knees because Connor Watson's going to come in and grab that every time.
1: Well, if you have the 6'8 height advantage, you might want to put it a little high. Well, at least keep it chest
0: or chin high yes. at least. Yes. Out of bounds underneath, 12 seconds to go. Stevens gets it, quick jumper there, and he's just automatic on automatic. those little short jumpers. 23-15, 5-2. Allen Long, three-pointer, is almost good, but short. And with that, we've played three quarters here. And our score, the I uh, the, uh, almost said Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Southeastern Sun. Suns 23, the Macomb Bombers 15 uh, at the end of three quarters. Let's take a 30-second break. We'll come back with a fourth quarter of action here in just a minute. You're listening to Bomber Basketball, the R.E.M. 1330, 94.1 FM. And welcome back to Leroy A. Ufkis Court here at Western Hall, the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament. The Bombers, Macomb Bombers, taking on the Sons of Southeastern here. At the three-quarters of play, the Southeastern Sons have a 23-15 to 15 lead over the Bombers. That was a 2-4-6-8, 11-point quarter for Danny Stevens. That third quarter was 13 points total for the team in that quarter and 11 of the 13 from Stevens himself. Jeter with the jumper now on the offensive side. No good. Rebound to Bach and now back to Danny Stevens who's bringing the ball up the floor. Now to rig. Little man-to-man action from the Bombers. We've seen that mixed in with the boxing one from McComb on the defensive side. Currently Watson is on Stevens following him around, fronting him everywhere. Kaltenbach now on the wing with Duncan on him. Now Stevens gets it about six feet outside the three-point line with Watson on him. And Watson does a good job of stopping him. i tell you what, Stevens every time, every time Stevens gets the ball out on a wing and he passes it off, he immediately cuts to the basket. So far the Bombers have done a good job of stopping and slowing that down, but he immediately cuts looking for a ball heading to the basket. He knows where his best game is. Out of bounds now on rig underneath. He's gonna lob it up top to Kaltenbach. He's gonna look inside a bad pass there, honestly. But Allen's able to tip it out of bounds. I think what you're seeing from Southeastern, where well, you're probably gonna
1: see a lot more movement, a lot more holding onto the ball. They wanna possess this and put this game on ice. Sure.
0: Yeah, a quick timeout here from Southeastern. 30 second timeout. 23-15, that was our third-quarter score. So no points yet in this fourth quarter here, an eight-point game. Uh, Caden, what do you think the Bombers got to do here to, to win this? What's going to be a key to them to be able to come out and overcome this eight-point deficit and actually come out on top? They need to put the ball in there. <laughs> they need to, it's simple. <laughs> no, but it,
4: it, it's simple.
0: I like it. It's simple. That's the truth.
1: Well, they, they've scored 15 through three quarters. Now they need to make up eight more than Southeastern does in this quarter and that's going to be a challenge so they have to yeah get more set ways to score points. They've
0: got to score over half their total point total in just the rest of this fourth quarter seven minutes of play to overcome the eight-point deficit here. And teams get on runs it's it's very possible. Oh sure and we know McComb's got some kids that can shoot just gotta get there. Stevens trying to get open underneath we're back to the box and one I believe with Allen falling Stevens everywhere now maybe it's Mandem, eh, Anderson, Coach Anderson's telling him to put a lot of pressure on. Right there, that's the guy. Duncan pressure there, Watson now. Good patience from Southeastern. Of course, at a 23-15 game in the fourth quarter, that, and everybody's got some patience. Ooh, almost a steal there. Now a push, Duncan's able to get one there, pushes it up to Watson. He's got two on one, goes to the basket, and the finish by Connor, nice job there by Connor Watson to finish
1: great sequence on the transition but on the defensive floor
0: they're like we talked about they're slowing the game down at all. hey what are we gonna get here Stevens going all the way to the basket I think Jack Duncan was set up they're gonna have to decide who they oh they caught a blocking foul on number three JT Jeter which is probably true. I think there were probably three fouls on that play. One charge and two blocking. So, well, there was I guess body the blocking wins there. That's Jeter's second, the team's second uh, as well for, uh, apparently I missed a couple. The school board says they have 14 fouls. Wave it on. And if that's on Allen, that's going to be his fourth. Nope, 24. Jack Duncan, his second teams fifth 603 23 17 oh the backdoor cut the layup is missed by tippy a break for the bombers and a rebound and now they're going to get a silly foul on the Suns here. number 24 that's uh mason fry he's going to get oh sorry 25 aiden ackers he's going to get his first That was
1: just a huge break for the Bombers. They didn't
0: see zero at all coming. They came right through the backdoor cut
1: and just missed the layup. That that was a huge break for McComb.
0: Yeah, and it it was a reverse layup, but nonetheless. Right. Kick out now. There's a three-pointer attempt. Is that Jack Duncan with a three-pointer? It All of a sudden, this is a three-point game. Jack Duncan with a three-pointer. We said they needed to score. And JTG is going to get another blocking foul. And the Tom fans aren't happy about that one.
1: Yeah, I think you can hear that one. If you're sitting in your uh, living room in Monmouth, you can probably hear the crowd reaction
0: from, from but, all the
1: way down there. But
0: that, that was a blocking foul. Yeah. I yeah. know they don't like it, but that's what it was. Stevens with the inbounds now. Langdon Allen knocks it away. Almost another turnover there. Now Connor does steal one. And he's going to get a layup here. Two points now for Connor Watson. we got a game, folks. 23-22, five to play. A little defense from the Bombers. Stevens bringing the ball up. Watson comes up to double. They throw it up to Tippy. Now back to Stevens at the three-point line with Allen on him. He rips it through. Nice pass. That is an extraordinary pass by Stevens. Nice pass underneath to... uh, Mason Fry, there. I tell you, what's interesting on that play right there? Uh,
4: uh,
0: Danny Stevens called that timeout. Right. (laughs) He He went right up. up. Timeout. Right. I mean, so after that last turnover and Connor Watson's layup, I watched. Danny didn't run the floor. He was he was very tired and did not run the floor at all. And then they came back and he dished that off and got the pass. Right. Now he called the timeout. He's like, Coach, I'm tired. I know you're not going to sub for me. I need a break. Right. And he called the timeout for the team himself. Now we're starting to feel a little of this intensity here.
1: Well, for Macomb, it's just get hot, go on a run. We talked about that. And now they have brought it within three, and now the energy is picking up again. It's it's going to be a fun last, what, four or five minutes we had.
0: Getting exciting here. So far, the Bombers have outscored uh, Southeastern 7-2 uh, to two here in this fourth quarter it's 25 22 the bombers down by three against southeastern uh who just called uh, coach up gets just called well danny stevens just okay. called a timeout for the suns i think just to give himself a break here he was feeling a bit winded and uh they'll get the ball here the bombers uh, sorry the bombers are going to get the ball because the suns just scored bombers have picked up the defense. Uh, significantly here, I feel like, in this 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 last couple minutes, honestly.
1: Well, we talked about the Suns wanting to slow it down and be more passive, but as Macomb started to get more points, they wanted to be more aggressive, so McComb matched their aggressiveness on defense. Yep. And they forced
0: those turnovers, and now this is a very interesting game. Drive there from Watson, now back up top to Allen. Over to Jeter, who's guarded by Stevens. Jeter set three threes tonight. Watson has yet to hit one, which is... Unlike him, typically, Nolan Kerr now right in front of us here on the wing. Duncan inside. He goes to the basket. He's going to catch a foul and get two free throws. Duncan's going to give him a chance to get it back within a point here. That foul was on 24, which is Mason Fry. That's his first, the team's second, and now Jack Duncan up for two free throws. First one up for Jack Duncan, and it is right and no good. Farm King free throws. Thanks again to MDH for sponsoring the Macomb Bomber games in this tournament this week. We appreciate that. Second free throw up, and is good. So one for two is Jack Duncan from the line, and that brings our score to a two-point game, 25-23. Stevens brings the ball up the floor right down the side. Now Duncan and Allen, they got a trap in the corner. Instead, it gets to Stevens, loses his balance, misses it. The ball's tipped out of bounds. It's going to stay southeastern ball there. Stevens better be careful. He's getting a little aggressive at times. If McComb can get in front of him, they can draw a charge here and really kick some oh, the momentum. They are making him feel the pressure right now. As he Ooh. didn't feel any
1: pressure on that shot, just right over the defender and easy, back to four points.
0: I mean, if he just shoots a jumper like that every time, he's I'm, just going to do it. I don't it. think he's missed a straight-up jumper from mid-range. It's just been, yeah, it's been I
1: fantastic.
0: If He has. It's been one. One, and maybe probably two. Probably close. Jeter with a nice drive and finish there. A great response. 27-25. Two-point game. Some full-court pressure here from the Bombers. Now back to Stevens. Kirk cuts him off. Jeter's here as well. He's going to try and get down the side. And we got a 10-second call. The Bombers with wow. the turnover. 10 seconds. Fantastic defensive pressure. And now the Bombers have a chance to tie it up or take the lead here. 336 remaining in the fourth. 27-25. a Suns lead. Watson with the ball in the corner now. He's going to bring it out top. Jeremy's Coach Anderson's calling for him to get the offense set up. You can tell that Watson wants a three. He immediately got that ball and looked for it. Pump he, and he, he wanted wants to get one. He wanted to stick that dagger right <laughs> in the heart there. But Coach Anderson got him set up. Here it is. He There's the wants. open look. It oh, it's a little long. Just, just Allen there. tried to chase down the rebound. No good. Stevens now at the ball at half court. He's going to go to the basket. Somebody get in front. That's a charge all day. Yes, it is. J.T. Jeter. Going to draw a charge on Danny Stevens. That's actually just his first foul in the game, Uh, but three team fouls, and it's still 27-25 with 3.05 remaining. Bomber ball with a chance to tie it up again here. Nice stop there by Jeter to set up and take a charge. I just told you there was going to be an opportunity for a charge, and McCombs saw it and took it. They took it. Watson now in the near wing. Kerr up top. Watson now again, he's gonna take another three short. Rebound, Jack Duncan, offensive rebound, big offensive rebound there. Those offensive rebounds get, you know, double the magnitude as you get down to these last few minutes. Watson out top again, setting up the offense, gets a ball pick from Langdon Allen. And Coach Anderson calls a new play here. Comes Jeter for a pick, nothing going, Watson to the corner. Spin move to the basket and Stevens comes over to help and says nope. <laughs> well, that was a great spin move and he just looked up and saw Danny Stevens right there and really no chances. You know I would guess against every other team these guys play that spin move and, and layup is going in. Not tonight. But... Oh and the inbound pass there on the inbound that gets rough. Jeter gives it up. Stevens going the other way gives it up to Akers who gets... Got murdered by Jack Duncan and <laughs> finishes. He's gonna get a two-point or a three-point play here. Or an attempt at a three-point play. Stevens drew all the attention, just dumps it right off to his
4: teammate. Oh, they're gonna oh, call
0: it a oh yeah, okay. The way they were conferencing, I was afraid they were gonna come out and call it a flagrant. So Jack Duncan on the foul there, that's his third. The free throw is missed though, and now he gets a Foul on that. That was uh, Ackers, right? That was shooting that. Yeah. Yes. Ackers. So he made the basket, missed the free throw, and then picked up a foul. His second team's fourth. McComb will be in the, or I'm sorry, the the Suns will be in the bonus now. McComb has 17 fouls, so the next time uh, they foul, the Southeastern will get to shoot free throws. Kerr now drive baseline and he stepped out of bounds again. He's done that actually nice. twice this game. You recall he did that I, in the first quarter on, that, uh, end. on the
1: uh, baseline. And Coach Anderson's not happy.
0: And Stevens now to bring Connor great steals great it from Stevens yeah, and a and finish and a foul is going to get a three point attempt here yeah. for Connor Watson. What a finish by Connor! The basket is good. The foul goes on Stevens, and he gets a one free throw here. 29-27,
1: 148 to play. And that has to feel good for Connor Watson as his shots have not fallen. That
0: gives him some motivation and energy. He's got uh, six here so far, maybe seven if he can put this free throw in, which he does not. Southeastern. A lame, early. Lane violation on uh, Duncan here. Oh, the oh Duncan. no.
4: No, he okay, yeah. called a
0: foul. Oh, huh. so that's Duncan's fourth. That's the team's eighth. So that's going to be one and one. Should be bonus. And yeah, trying to figure out who's shooting. Ackers, it looks like. So, on the rebound on that missed free throw by Connor. goes, uh, uh, Jack Duncan draws a foul. So 29-27, Actors out of the line for one and one. The first one misses. Watson pulls down the rebound. So it doesn't hurt him too bad. Watson now back the other way. 140 to play, 29-27, McComb down two. set up a play here? Suns in man-to-man. Kerr with the ball up top now. Picks it up, nowhere to go. That's risky. Jeter now looking for Watson. Watson trying to make something happen here. Now to Allen. Now to Duncan in the corner. Nowhere to go. Back to Watson up top. And Coach Anderson says, hold up, set up another play. Let's get something going here. Ball screen for Jeter. Trying to get to the basket. Nowhere to go. Out to the corner to Watson. Nothing there. Now to the top of the key to Allen who drives, kicks to Kerr. Fakes the three. Watson up top now with Stevens on him. Under a minute to play now, two-point game. Stevens on Watson. Watson goes, kick to Duncan in the corner, drives to the basket. Bounce pass underneath to Jeter. Gets knocked out by Southeastern. It's going to be Bomber Ball underneath. 45 seconds left. Bomber's down two. It's getting tight, folks. Great
1: defensive uh, discipline there from Southeastern. McComb tried to run at least two or three plays
0: there, and they just stayed by him.
1: made sure nothing happened on that possession.
0: Now we'll see what Macomb has drawn up on this inbound play. Kerr now in the corner. Allen up top 38 seconds to play down two. The bombers have the ball trying to tie it up or take a lead here. You gotta get a good shot out of this. She definitely can't have a turnover. Take care of the ball get a good shot. No turnovers, no down. Now to Watson, he wants that three he hasn't made one all game and uh-huh. still hasn't, but Kerr with a huge offensive rebound. And Coach timeout. Anderson gets a timeout, 21.6 left, Twenty-nine seven. Kerr comes up with the offensive rebound of the game in That's, this moment and, and that, retains possession for the Bombers. That saves the
1: game there. That goes to Southeastern. They go on the other way, score two points. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to say it's ever over, but that might be enough to do it.
0: 100%, 100%. Let's take 30 seconds, and we'll come back with more Bomber basketball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. You're listening to WRAM 1330, 94.1 FM. And welcome back to Western Hall. We've got a barn burner here, folks. 29-27, the Bombers are down two with the ball. 21.6 seconds left in the game. They've got the ball here with a chance to tie it or take a lead. Uh, We've seen uh, not the greatest shooting from some of the Bomber players. They're gonna look to hit a big one here to end this game. Inbound play to Langdon Allen up top, 20 seconds to go. Watson's got it at the top of the key. He's gonna start up an offense. Coach Anderson just called a timeout. Watson goes straight to the basket, tries to draw a foul, gets nothing. Rebound pulled down by Mason Fry. And then Connor Watson gets a foul, 8.4 seconds left. Connor gets his second, so team's ninth, so it's still just one in bonus here. For Mason Fry. We have no stats on, but he hasn't scored yet in this game, I don't think. Oh he's he got he got one bucket here. We've got a chance to put in big points here. Yeah, he made the first one. Still a one or a one Time possession out. game. Timeout from Anderson. Coach Anderson trying to get a timeout. Try, Coach Anderson trying. Just Dave begging Hasley begging they finally heard it. Oh, <laughs> begging Dave Hasley for a foul. He got it. Though. Got the timeout here. Eight point four seconds left. We'll stay right here. Thirty to twenty-seven. Mason Fry's at the line. He's got one left on the back end of a of a uh, one and bonus here. I should probably write that in my book here. Get too excited. I kept I, I forget to write stuff down. Caden. One and bonus here. The first one was made to make it a three-point game. Thirty to twenty-seven, and uh, now when we come back out, Fry's going to have a chance here to. Make it a two-possession game. So this is a big free throw with only 8.4 seconds left. We know Bombers have players that can hit shots. Connor hasn't hit very many this game, but well, he hasn't hit any of this game at all, actually. Yet. Uh, yes. He's due. Listen to you, yeah Yet, he's, he's due. due. That's right. He is due for something. Shoot or shoot, right? Shoot or shoot, man. Here we go. 8.4 left, 30-27, a Southeastern three-point lead over the Bombers. Fry up for his back end of a one-on-one bonus. Second free throw is no good. It's a one it's possession McCall, game. Yeah. Allen with the rebound, outlet pass to Curry. He's trying to find Connor Watson, who gets it. And ja- Coach Anderson, smart, smart there. They couldn't. They could not quite get the uh, ball under control. Coach Anderson calls a timeout real quick. One point eight seconds left. Huh. What do you run here, Caden? Put your uh, Put your coaching hat on. What kind of annexation of Puerto Rico call do you have for this for this moment right here? Oh, man, I, I can't even begin to put myself
1: in Coach Anderson's shoes here, you know, drawing up the last – could be the last
0: play of this game. Maybe the better question is who's getting the ball.
1: I like to give the ball to Connor Watson
0: here. I think I, I'm I, with you on I that. I get it. He hasn't made one yet, but he he's, he's, he's a good shooter. Like, yeah, one – 1.8 seconds is just enough time for him to make a little bit yes. happen if he yeah. needs to. And he is a good shooter. He is a good shooter as well. So I'm with you. I think you get it to Connor Watson. He's what's, what's kind of fun. Maybe it won't be because I don't think we're going to be able to see the play very well. Right. Is they're actually going to take the ball out? Oh, he moved down a little bit. So they're going to take the ball out right in front of us. So Duncan's taking the ball out. I'm to try and set up the scene for you here. 1.8 seconds left. Duncan here right in front of us, taking the ball out. They've got Watson on the near block, Allen on the far block. And now we're going to get another timeout. Southeastern okay. is going to call one here themselves. They've seen the fans
1: the, in suspense here. Yeah,
0: they've seen the setup. Now Coach Upkiss wants to adjust his, his defense to make this happen. It's a full timeout, so let's take 30 seconds and come back. We'll get you this last play here. 1.8 seconds left. Bomber basketball on the PCSN. Here we go. And welcome back to Western Hall, folks. We have an exciting game right now. 1.8 seconds left. Bomber ball down three. They got the ball on their sideline here. Uh, Allen and Watson underneath with Kerr on the far side. Jeter up top. 1.8 seconds. They need a three to tie it. Watson, one dribble. The shot is up. Almost good. Nothing. And that's it, folks. Just like that. Uh, Kate, you said it during the break there a second ago. This had to be the most electrifying 30 to 27. <laughs> Point game that we have ever seen I think um, I think the old
1: adage that you know defensive games are the most entertaining for some you know maybe not for most but this was probably the most entertaining game of the tournament 30 to yeah. 27 and that's crazy to say
0: well and I, you know lots of pressure there you the the energy was good the crowd is huge right uh, it's an eight o'clock game just in the second prime round of time. the tournament prime uh, time. And uh, neither team getting eliminated by this. I mean, the the Bombers aren't done. They get to go down to the consolation side and try and compete over there for uh, uh, third place, I think. They get to go for fifth place. They get to go down here and and play for fifth place, possibly. Uh, So anyhow, they're not done. The Bombers will be back uh, Friday at 10.30 a.m. They will play the loser of the next game which is Eureka and Farmington, for a chance to play in a fifth-place game at 6.30 on Friday night. So final score here, 30-27, to 27, the Bombers, with a tough loss here, but a good effort put out against Southeastern, a number-one-ranked team in the 1A uh, AP poll there before the holidays, and with uh, definitely an all-stater and Mizzou recruit, Danny Stevens, on the team. It's a good effort by the Bombers for sure.
1: Um, It was fantastic defensive effort. They did exactly what they wanted to on that side of the ball. Unfortunately, 27 points against anybody is not going to win you most games.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with some stats some final game thoughts here, and hopefully Coach Anderson will come join us for a post-game interview. Um, You're listening to Bomber Boys Basketball here on WRAM 1330, 94.1 FM. And welcome back to uh, Western Holiday Tournament here at WIU at the Leroy A. Upkiss Court where the uh, Macomb Bombers just uh, took a tough loss here to the Southeastern Suns with Danny Stevens. The Bombers lost to the final score 30-27. to A tough game, a, a tough defensive game for both teams, honestly. Not a ton of scoring, 30-27. It's not a high-scoring game by any matter, by any stretch of the fact. I mean, Macomb averages... 51 a game on the year, and Southeastern averages 53 a game on the year, so neither team scored a lot of points, and uh, you know, some of that you could chalk up to some shooting, uh, but a lot of that I think you chalk up to the defense on both sides. Yeah, we talked about it relentlessly in the pregame show,
1: was that both of these teams are going to focus on how they can come in and play their brand of good defense, and they did, and it was in the first half especially when they had 19 points Combined Now, the offense picked up slightly in the second half, but not by much. Yeah. So that emphasis on defense from both coaches was spectacular. But you like to see the ball go in the hoop more. 30 points from Southeastern against a lot of teams is not going to cut it, even against, you know, some of the bottom teams in the bracket. And for McComb, 27 points against, again, any team is not going to cut it.
0: Right. Yeah. Both teams want to score more than that. Exactly. I'm certain of it. It's interesting as you look at the quarter-by-quarter uh, quarter, quarter scoring. McComb got better as the night went. They scored three in the first, six in the second, and the third quarters, and then 12 in the fourth. Uh, Southeastern uh, South scored eight in the first, two in the second, 13 in the third, and then seven in the fourth. So they were kind of back and forth a bit. Uh, but, again, the final score ended up being 30-27, to 27, a Southeastern win here. They advance now to play again tomorrow um, at 2.30, in the semifinals against the winner of this next game, which is Eureka and Farmington. Macomb with their loss, they move down to a consolation side to play for fifth place. They have to play the loser of Eureka and Farmington at 10.30 a.m. on Friday. Again, tomorrow is a break for the tournament. The Western Illinois women's have a a home game tomorrow night. So the tournament comes back for its third and final day of action on Friday uh, as well. Let's get some stats and some final scores here. For both teams, while we wait and see if Coach Anderson will come out for a a post-game interview. Uh, Let's start with Southeastern. Of course, the uh, leading scorer for the Suns tonight um, was Danny Stevens. Out of their 30 points, he scored 21. uh, And he got most of those in the second half. Well, yeah, he got eight in the first and then 13 there in the second. So, anyways, 21 points for Danny Stevens, three points for uh, Mason Fry. And then two points for Griffin Tippy, Owen Rigg, and Aiden Ackers. That's your point scoring totals there for the Southeastern Suns. For the Macomb Bombers, the leading scorer for the Bombers tonight ended up being JT Jeter. He had three threes on the night and uh, ended up with 11 points total, followed by Connor Watson with seven, Jack Duncan with six, and Braden Holhouse with three uh 7 11 6 and 3 takes you to 27 again not a ton of scoring by either team uh, Connor Watson picked it up there in that second in the fourth quarter he didn't oh, I'm sorry he made a free throw in the first quarter and then didn't score at all again to the fourth quarter i think if you're coach Anderson you're looking at this you're going to, like we've been saying the defense was great but you got to see guys like Connor Watson he's got to hit a couple shots and you got to see a few of these other guys put some shots in in order to spread the wealth a little bit. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You look at the uh, the stats sheet on the season for the Macomb
1: Bombers, and uh, Connor Watson has 21 threes on the season yeah. coming in now. He didn't add one tonight. But, you no, know, he's not going to go 0-4 many nights. So yep. when you're a shooter, you're a three-point aficionado from beyond the arc, you're going to miss some on some nights and then you're going to make some on some nights it's it's a dangerous game sometimes but i think he's going to have more nights than he doesn't where he gets those threes to fall and tonight unfortunately for macomb was one of the nights where they were just not going in
0: yeah connor was 0 for 8 tonight i don't see you i don't think you'll see him shoot eight three corners in a row and miss them all i don't think uh probably at any other point this season Uh, They ended up being 5-for-18 from the three-point line. Jeter, of course, had three of those, and the other two, one was from Jack Duncan and one from Braden Holdhouse. Uh, On the southeastern side, they were 1-for-7 from the three-point line. Only one made was Danny Stevens made that in the second half. He was 1-for-3. Nobody else made a three-pointer tonight.
3: Free throw-wise,
0: pretty even. Not very many free throws for either team. Uh, uh, McComb went 2-for-5, and uh, the southeastern went 3-for-6. Uh, rebounds, again, pretty even. Macomb did edge out Southeastern in the rebound game, 20-19. to 19. Uh, They had seven offensive rebounds. That's a good number for them, I think, on that. Turnover-wise, again, pretty even. Ten for McComb, 11 for uh, Southeastern. Seven steals for each team. Uh, seven assists for McComb, eight for uh, uh, Southeastern. So, I mean, you just, I mean, all across the board here, you look across these, 10 for 34, that was... 29.4% shooting and uh, 13 for 28 for Southeastern that's a 46% shooting. The difference there is uh, Southeastern shot a lot closer shots. Yes. Yeah. Generally speaking they ended up with 14 points in the 14 points in the paint compared to McCombs 8 McComb got more points off the turnover. They're about even on second chance and fast break points, and a few more points from McComb off the bench. That's kind of your stats for the game, and as you can see, the score shows pretty close, 30-27, and all the stats from both teams show pretty close. Uh, McComb edged them out on a couple. They were edged out on a few, and ultimately the scoreboard put Southeastern up by three at the end of four yeah, quarters.
1: Yeah, like you said, in the stat book and on the, um, and on the scoreboard, it was pretty evenly matched, and I think that shows that macomb has some great potential when you could go number one team and 1a comes in and you can pretty much evenly match them i think that shows that the bombers have a uh, wow what's the word they have a good season ahead of them
0: I'll just yeah say. sure they <laughs> yeah. got some potential yep yeah i think we've seen a lot of good things out of macomb uh in the tournament so far and uh they'll look, they'll look to get two more wins on friday and pick up a fifth, race, uh, fifth place finish if they can i'm Obviously, that'll be their goal uh, going forward. I think, um, you know, like you said, Macomb's got some fun stuff ahead of them. They got some chances to play some teams, uh, be competitive, make some things happen, and uh, get her going there. So, Coach Anderson is coming up behind me here. We're going to get him hooked up with a headset, and uh, we'll get our post game on with uh, Coach Anderson here in just a second. Again, your final score here tonight: 30 to 27. Macomb falls in a close one to Southeastern as we get Coach Anderson mic'd up here. Coach, thanks for joining us again. A tough one tonight, man. A close game, maybe not as high a score. Maybe you expected it to be low scoring, but, uh, uh, shoot, just a tough close loss, but a fun game to play either way or fun game to watch anyways from the sideline. Uh, what's some of your biggest uh, positives you saw in your game out of, your, out of your, folks, your guys tonight?
3: I thought it was two really good defensive teams. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't going to be any there weren't going to be any many easy looks. I yeah, hundred percent for either team. Um, we were really proud of our boys, the way they worked defensively. Of course, we had to come up with a different kind of game plan. Our our the way we ordinarily guard was not going to work. Yeah, against against Southeastern. Sure, sure. So we had to come up with a new game plan this morning, and I I'm really proud of my guys because they. They tried as hard as they could to execute that game plan. Yeah, um, and, and they and they still beat us for some baskets because I think he's that talented.
0: Yeah, I. Right, Stevens finished with 21. I know he averages quite a bit more than that, so you know I think I think you got to be pretty happy with that average. Defensively, they did well. You even took him on man-to-man in a few places, and Jeter and Allen seemed like they did a pretty good job keeping up with him uh, on the floor. And 10-9, to nine, I mean, how many games are you going to finish this year at halftime with only 19 points on the board? I mean, you said it. That's, that speaks a lot to both your defense and the Southeastern defense, I think, in that first half. I mean, you can say what you want about shooting, but
3: that comes from defense originally. So I, I give a lot of credit to Southeastern and the way they guard. Yeah. And I think we talked about this yesterday. I give a lot of credit to Southeastern's kids to buy into – the philosophy is you, you may never get to shoot the ball. Yeah. But if you play defense and you rotate and you do these things that we need you to do, we're going to be good. And I think that they've really bought into that. And, you know, look at their record at 12-0, and 0, I would say that, that it's been um, pretty successful it's, for them. It's
0: worked for them so far. Absolutely.
3: Well, Coach, I know it's always tough to take a loss
0: like this, but a, a, a good outing so far, a good game last night, and now you get a chance on uh, Friday – So maybe play two and get a fifth-place finish here uh, in the tournament. You get the loser of this next team. What are you telling the guys to do tomorrow? They get a day off in between, which isn't normal for this tournament, but uh, what are you telling the guys to do tomorrow?
3: Well, our message downstairs was, you know, feel bad about this one for a few minutes and then be ready to learn from it and come in tomorrow morning and practice and let's try to get better. Sure. I think that our struggles continue to be on the offensive end of the floor this this last game against Southeastern, I feel like we lost that game on our offensive end. Sure, you know, right from the start of the game, they pressured us and denied some stuff, and so we had some silly turnovers early in the game. I don't know if you can tell me on here. Does it say how many we had in the first half? Uh, I don't how know how many if turnovers we we well, I, up I, I probably in the have first a first half, half, first below. half
0: one somewhere. If you give me a second, I might be able to find her in my stack of papers here. So they have there us, we go. they
3: have us for ten total in the game. So wait a minute, I have a first half one right sorry, I have a first half one right here in my hand. There you go. See? Tim's and got six, you covered. <laughs> six of those were in the first half. Yeah. Okay, so they already put us on our heels and were denying and, and switching and making us very, very uncomfortable with the ball in our hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the same story against Scaled Mound. It was the same story the first game of the season against West Hancock. West Hancock sure. Okay, so I'm not all that advanced in, you know, new math and those types of things. <laughs> but I should be smart enough to figure out what we're doing against that type of defense is not working. So sure, We sure. need to go back to the drawing board and try to find something that, May work a little bit better against that style of defense. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll hopefully practice something tomorrow. Now, I have until what? Well, I have I have practice tomorrow, and then I have until what? 10:30 Friday morning to yeah. try to come up with something. There you go. Because really, like I said, really proud of our the way our guys played. I thought they spilled their guts out there. Yeah, of course. So now it's my responsibility to have their back by giving them organization that if they spill their guts that hard, it should lead to success. Sure, sure. I like it, coach. Appreciate you coming
4: down. Yep, I know absolutely. Uh,
0: looking forward to the next couple of games. We'll be back again to cover those again awesome. on Friday. Uh, planning on covering two for you. Great. Uh, that's, good. that's the goal. So, right. um, again, tough loss today, but a good win last night and a chance to come back Friday and pick them back up. A lot right. of potential, a lot of chance for these kids. That, good kids, good team, good chances to uh, put some points on the board, and I got faith you guys will figure that out this year. Absolutely. I do yeah. too. Thanks a lot. Hey, yeah, Coach Jeremy you. Anderson and the Macomb Bombers, Bomber Boys basketball team joining us here for a post-game interview. Appreciate him coming up and uh, doing that here in the uh, at, in the post-game show here for this game. Again, your final score tonight, the Southeastern Suns finished a 30-27 victory over the Macomb Bombers here in this second round. The Bombers, with that loss, they'll come back on uh, Friday and play at 10:30 against the loser of this next game, which is Eureka and Farmington, uh, for a chance to win that to play for fifth place uh, later that night on Friday. Um, Kate, any final thoughts on our game this t- game tonight? Ah, uh, not much. It was great to get out here, see
1: a uh, high-scoring battle in this one. But
0: no, but seriously, <laughs> yeah, sure. it was
1: great to get out here. You know, the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament is one of the bigger tournaments of the season, and I got to see what all the hype was about. So. Thanks for having me out here, and this was a uh, blast to do and
0: a great old-school battle of the defense. That's event. right. Yeah. That's right. Appreciate you, Caden. You did a great job. Uh, just to recap your coverage on Friday, Monmouth Roseville plays at 9 a.m., tip-off at 9 a.m. Uh, Sean will be back out here. That game is over at Brophy Hall, actually. <coughs> Excuse me there. 9 a.m. tip-off. Monmouth Roseville plays Canton. Sean will have your pregame around 8.40 or so as they get ready to get that game started. So breakfast with Sean again on Friday. Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, you get breakfast with Sean this week. Uh, if Monmouth Roseville wins that, they will play again at 5 o'clock for the consolation Championship right here. In Western Hall, and then of course we'll be back here at 10:30 a.m. Uh, here in Western Hall for the Macomb game. They will take on the loser of this next game. We'll cover that, and if they win, they'll play at 6:30 later. So potentially, if Mammoth Road and Macomb both win their first games on Friday, we'll have four games on the air for you on Friday. Uh, morning and then evening, so stick around. Keep an eye on the on the tournament. What's happening in the games? Know who's playing, when, and uh, join us. You can check us out online, listen, of course, on uh, the radio station. Mammoth games will be on 97.7 on the uh, uh, Sunday, 97.7, and the uh, McComb games will be on WRN. And uh, we love for you to join us here. But as for tonight, we want to thank Caden for joining us tonight. Elena back in the, the operating booth there, making sure that we're actually on the air, right? And uh, just everyone else for making us, uh, giving us the opportunity here. And MDH, of course, for sponsoring it. Again, your final score: Southeastern 30, Macomb 27. We'll be back on Friday with more games. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night.